Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Previously on Dungeons & Dragons. You see a door, and beside that door, there is the word safe. I think we should go there. Step further into this room, and it begins to form and jump out of the floor, forming a tile-shaped chimera. The chimera flies up to the ledge, and it lets forth its breath weapon. I hate it when we have technical difficulties. Russ gets so mean. Ooh, isn't he pissy? <laughs> I'm going to hit it again with a crossbow. It strikes dead in the center, and the tiles explode. We're still just going to head towards that safe door. Yeah. Entering this new chamber, you see a 10-foot-wide well. Sitting near the well is a bronze bucket, while an empty basin stands eight feet up along the north wall of the room. So there's some kind of puzzle here, I assume? Do we care about it, or should we leave? Yeah, we lower the bucket into the well, collect water, and put it in the basin. You drop it down, it fills up with water, and you pull it back up. I hand it to new Lara, and I'm like, go throw it in the basin. Aye, aye, Captain. (laughs) I run down the stairs, fill up the bucket again, run back up, pour it in. Pull the lever. You see a small opening form in the bottom of the basin and the water disappears. Uh, guys, I think we're just like in a washroom. I don't even know what I'm doing here. Neat, we're all really proud of you, Nulara. But maybe we should check another door because I don't know if I have the mental capacity for this room right now. <laughs> the door to the north, which was a large double door. I say we go north. You see that appears to be going into the room you are in. But as you, one, two, three, open these doors, broken stone and boulders pour into this room. Uh, So you guys take a rest after you were beaten by boulders. The only passageway unsearched is the hallway to the west. Well, it seemed like the uh, easiest way to go and we chose to ignore it. So guess that's on us, guys. So you guys decide to continue down the hallway. And as you get nearing the end of the hallway, You step down onto a plate. Well, nice knowing you guys. Welcome to Dungeons & Dragons. We are a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast. I'm your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. And with me today is Carla Johnson. Oh, I was first. Hi, I'm Carla. I play Nulara Moonbrook. And Tom Laird. Hey, I'm Tom, and I play Flint Firebeard. And of course, Amy Moore. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I'm Amy Moore. I repeated my name again, and I play... It's okay, everybody else did, <laughs> we too. We all did, too. Oh, good, <laughs> yes. And I play the Amastasia. Welcome, everybody. How is everybody doing? I have hives. So we're doing great, then. <laughs> I, I don't have hives. Me neither. Yeah, so on that scale, dream. I'm great. The hive-free dream. <laughs> how are you, Russ? We never ask you how you You never ask me how oh, I yeah. am. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, guys. Pretty good. Oh, wait, was that like a Joey from Friends? Like a how you doing? <laughs> how you doing? Doing all right. Nothing doing helps good. a marriage along like playing D&D in a walk-in closet. Yeah, yeah. That's where we live now when we record. <laughs> this is our home now. <laughs> yeah. 
We can only record for two hours at a time because it gets real hot. Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, temperature, temperature wise. Temperature <laughs> Just remember, Anyways. Tom and I are also on the line, please. Yep. Yeah, we're oh. here. Hi. Yeah. During the last couple of weeks, we've been running a contest where you could uh, just get sent a sticker just for sharing an episode of our own creation. That was a terrible way to describe yeah, that, but it doesn't really matter because the contest <laughs> is over. And I just want to say congratulations to everybody who got a sticker because it's in the mail. That was weird. Do you want to do that again? No. Okay. Contest is over. It doesn't matter. I'm just congratulating them. Okay. Yep. Well, yay. Good job, everybody. Thanks, Thank everybody. You. Thank you. Now let's play some D&D. You were walking down a long, dark hallway that descended deep into the tomb that you're in. Flint being first and having failed his perception check. Hey, I got a 15, which is very respectable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Activated a plate, which caused the circular mosaic pattern in the room behind you to open up. And through the floor came a seven-foot diameter sphere made of hundreds of skeletal bodies that tip forward and begin to roll down the hallway towards you. I have an important question. Okay. Are these skeletons alive? Are they moving like they're trapped in this ball? Like, <laughs> uh, no. Okay. It does not appear that they are alive. Solid sound effect work, though. Oh, that was nice. That was you. Good. Yeah. And that is what I pictured as well. Like they're reaching now for us. Now that I know they're just dead bones, yeah. it's a little bit less scary. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's spinning faster and faster, and it's like with the flailing, like they're grabbing. I will have nightmares about this later. Yeah. Make a dexterity yeah, saving throw. Dex saving that's terrifying. Throw. Oh, Amy didn't do very well. So that's a solid five, which Ooh, I... Oh, 17. It's got to be good. 13. I thought mine was bad, but not the worst. Yeah. Flint, Guys, I'm going to get crushed. You being first, obviously you had the better uh, dexterity of your friends who followed behind you, and you just didn't move quite fast enough, I think. Getting out of the hallway. I just didn't tell them that something was coming. Yeah, you heard the click, <laughs> but then ran. you just bolted. Um, so you, like, where are you going? As this sphere comes crashing down the hallway, it... Tickles me inappropriately. Yeah, Thea and Nulara get grabbed and pulled in by the skeletal hands into the sphere, which continues to roll into the next room and smashes against the wall at the far end of this room. So Flint, you're going to take half damage on this first part. I'm so glad I rolled all those hit dice. Uh, that's not the right dice. Yeah, too many. Only roll half. Oh no, it's that's that's the right amount of dice. <laughs> it's just the wrong <laughs> dice. No, I would have preferred the d6s. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe just like two of them. Um, so Try a D4 if you rolled one of those recently. Oh, it's really fun. I it's haven't. like a little pyramid. Yeah. So no? on the initial hit of the boulder, Thea and Nulara are going to take 21 oh my God. Uh, bludgeoning damage. Flint, you oh, will take half shit. of that. But the boulder kept rolling and it hits the far wall. You two are caught in an explosion of bones and stone, and you take another amount oh of God. damage. <laughs> I don't like this, 
only because I cannot fight back against this. Yeah, no, this just happens. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not... There is no revenge. That is another 19 oh, damage. Oh, my Jesus God. Christ. Holy shit. That one is a combination of bludgeoning and slashing damage. Oh, my God. And you are no. thrown into this next room trying to get a sense of what has just happened. Yeah, are you still alive? Yeah. What? <laughs> I... I can't see you. I'm like buried under all these like bone, but I'm like picking body parts off of myself. Just like, oh my God. I was thinking that ball was like a writhing mass of living skeletons, kind of like the shambly creature mm -hmm. that was made of earth that was going to get us last time. Um, last time in the side scroller game. J just, oh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yes. No one here knows what you're talking Patreon. about. Patreon.com slash dumb dragon cast. We'll, we'll put a, uh, put a link in the description. A little doobly doo. Yep. Uh, I was so relieved when I found out that was not the case. And I don't, now I feel so dumb. I was so innocent three minutes ago. And I thought I wasn't going to get eaten by a ball of living skeletons instead. That innocence was I just got smashed. smashed. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Are we? Can we dig ourselves out of this bone? Pit? Oh yeah, yeah. You're uh, you've like you're thrown into this room um, as you exploded against the far wall, and this room that you're in now. Once you kind of get your bearings again, you get the uh, the the rich smell of incense, and rich tapestries cover the walls. There I swear to God, I thought you were gonna say mahogany. <laughs> yeah. Many leather-bound books. Mm. Large double doors are seen to the north, and a single. Let's open those guys. It worked well last time. And a single door in the southeast corner. As you stand up and kind of brush yourself off there, you hear an unfamiliar voice that speaks forth in a whisper, and it fills the room and says, "Humility proffered." In the manner of Mistral shelters those opening the way to seeking knowledge. Uh, what? What you guys want to do? Anyone have any any thoughts about what they that like? Every, everyone else heard that, right? Yeah. Thea's worried, like it's yeah, just in her head. Yeah, I heard it. Because <laughs> you know, I hit my head pretty hard, so <laughs> you never know. Yeah, I've definitely got like tinnitus now from uh. Just getting bashed around in there. Oh, God. Humility. Well, we're like the most humble people, so no problem. Yes. I'm feeling pretty humiliated right now, actually. Yeah, me yeah. too. Me too. Uh, well, I don't know what that mystical voice meant. Anybody? No, I don't even know what some of those Thea, words mean. You're mystical. I know, and I'm fairly well read, and I'm and I'm at a loss here. I don't. I think we need to sing. I was going to say, like, minstrel. <laughs> Like song? Mistral spelt M-Y-S-T-R-I-L. Oh, like a mystical thing. Mi Shit. I've never encountered the word mistral before. You I've never encountered the word what was your second what was the word that started with a P? Profferable? Proffered. Proffered. Like pro offered. Proffered. Yep. Like offered before. Mm -hmm. Like to before offer. If we give someone a a mystical song. 
before something happens and be humiliated by it, we will be safe <laughs> to go through one of these doors. You're, you're not- <laughs> Thea pats herself on the back for solving the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> And the humility's gone, and another giant ball comes and crashes. The ceiling opens up, and you're all dead. Game over. Bye. Thea crisscross applesauces brings out a brings out a pen and paper and starts to like jot down some some good lyrics, um, like sweet deep lyrics. You're you're not far off, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you you're some assistance. Okay. Um, it, all three of you make a religion check. Which is intelligence. Oh, see, it fails miserably. How is that even possible? <laughs> Wait, you Russ, how much time it. went by? Am I still affected by my bonus intelligence yeah, rolls? Yeah, you're still good. We're short rest is only is a very short period of time. So you've got you've got twenty four hours. So you've probably been down there for I'd say max two hours. God, it feels oh, okay. like a lifetime. Whoa! 18. I rolled a three. Uh, sorry. Oh, me too. <laughs> so you hear this whisper through the room, Flint, and it reminds you of a holy gesture among adherents of the fallen goddess Mistral, involving turning the head downward and raising the hands as if holding a lamp. Okay, uh, uh, guys, uh, we have to not really bow our heads, but turn our heads downward and hold our arms up as if we were holding a lamp. Okay. Okay. We do it. I do that. I, I also do that. Just in the middle of the room? What do you, um, what do you, yeah. Uh, can, can I look around the room? Are there any like symbols or a statue or anything we can be doing this toward? Sure. You see um, there are six rich tapestries that cover the walls. Nothing that has any real meaning to any of you. There are the large double doors, the hallway that you were thrown out of, and then one smaller door to the southeast. No the writing room. or anything on those doors? No, nothing, nothing engraved, nothing of that, any sort. Nothing to show us who Mistral might be? Nope. Maybe the middle of the well, room let's is just the pick best a door. place. Oh, you want to go in front of a door? I don't know, I've been burned before. <laughs> Me too. I'm going to go up to the double door and do oh that. Oh, God. I go behind her. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're smart. Well, I trust you, but I also have very few no, life Thea's points No, very left. smart. This is a good thinking. <laughs> did not work out well last time. Thea's wary. Uh, so, sorry. Nular is going up and doing this. Thea is doing, doing the same. Her. Flint, what are you doing? Uh, I, will, I will join them. Okay, so Nulara... After Flint explains this, just storms over to the double door and does the the gesture to the fallen goddess Mistral. And Thea and Flint follow behind and do the same. And uh, nothing happens. Let's try the other door. I go and do it in front of the other door. Exactly. You do the same. And again, nothing happens. Maybe in front we have of the tapestries. Exactly. <laughs> guys, guys, maybe we have to do this in the midst of a moment of when we are needed to be showing humility. Ah, uh, oh, this is like a tip for the future, not a magic key to open these doors. <laughs> maybe not. I mean, we haven't even tried the doors yet. We could, they could just open. <laughs> Hashtag pro tip. <laughs> Hashtag common sense. Uh, uh, so maybe we can. Yeah, that's why you're the smart one. So 
Thea goes to... Oh, shit. Fuck. Um, well, we're already standing at the small door, so... Thea reaches out and opens the small door. <laughs> I'm all about... Proactive door opening noise. Yes, I'm, I'm very, uh... <laughs> on the sound effects tonight. You open the small door in this room. And it's just a small single door. It opens into a short, dusty, about 10 foot long cobwebbed hallway. And then there is another door cracked slightly ajar at the other end of this hallway. (laughs) I just yelled down, hello. It seems undisturbed. Yes. We're following people, right? Yeah, let's try the other door, mm. don't you think? Unless those... We're trying to find that dude. Unless those people found their end down the other door and they should have gone this way. <laughs> well, you raise a very smart point. Hopefully they tripped any traps. Trip, trap, trip, trap. And they're, you know, <laughs> trapped. In one of the trip <laughs> traps. <laughs> trip traps. <laughs> God damn it. It's real. Trip, Flint, trap, patty Flint, what do you think? <laughs> It kind of made it sound, the voice that we heard, it kind of made it sound like we should do that if we're in trouble. Did anyone else get that impression? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so you think we should go down the next door? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was the question, Flint. That was the only question. <laughs> Can we walk down this? Flint, do you want to walk down this hallway or you want to try the double door? Doesn't look like anybody's been this way. Let's go double door. <laughs> Great. Doubling down at the double door. Let's do it. With Dumbledore. You back up. We stride purposely towards the double door. I grab the handle, pull it, and jump back. Out of the way of the door. I'm also, like, way out of the way. I'm, like, middle of the room, but off to the side so I can jump out with more speed. And I'm making the head down lantern holding pose. Oh, good. The double doors swing open, revealing... As you jump back and then kind of creep forward as nothing comes out at you, revealing a throne on a massive dais resembling a floating cloud concealing a golden sun. Seated on the throne is a 12-foot-tall, regal, and well-muscled humanoid male with flowing white beard and purple toga. As majestic as this room appears to you, you smell the distinct scent of dust and decay. And at the foot of the throne is a pile of treasure, including a large sum of silver, silver necklaces, and a vial that appears to contain a potion of some sort. Even at a quick glance, you see that the pile contains hundreds of copper pieces and worthless bits of jewelry and pottery. In this room, there's another set of double doors on the same wall you entered, to your right, and another single door to your left. I like the the sheer silence of what's happening. We're just kind of like, what did we just (laughs) walk in on? Is the humanoid, like it smells of dust and decay, is a dead person or it is a living person? It appears to you... As a 12-foot-tall, regal, oh, we and well-muscled humanoid male. But you smell in the room, Dustin, it appears like the room is very well put together, but you still smell the same kind of 
dust and dankness that came from every other room that you've been in before. Well, there's something fishy about this room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. My initial thought is that guy shouldn't have sat down on that throne. I have a feeling like he can't yes. get up. I lift an arm and kind of like wave it to see if his <laughs> hands move, if his eyes move. You're standing in the doorway there. He doesn't appear to acknowledge you or make any movement towards you. Uh, I, I look at before we come through the into the door. Can I make a check for any sort of, I don't know, plates that might be stepped on, wires to be tripped? You can make an investigation check, yeah. I would like to yeah. make an investigation check. Fuck my rolls. That's a three plus a who the fuck cares. <laughs> um, guys, I don't see any any traps, any problems, but uh, I'd, I'd really feel better if someone else uh, took a look at this because I have some of the bone dust in my eyes from... From that horrific experience back there, and yeah, just two heads away from one this situation. Good, good thinking. No, uh, fifteen. Well, I'm not going to beat a nat twenty on a second Ooh. roll. None of you can see any visible traps of any sort, and it doesn't appear that there's any noticeable signs of any char marks or or dart holes or anything like that that would normally set you off, or plates in the ground. I advance cautiously to the room. I don't know if we should even go into this room, to be honest with you. What? I have a feeling like he's Varam the White. Now, Varam the White is a dwarf. Oh, shit. This is a big <laughs> dude. Sorry, I heard white beard and just got yeah, all sorts of excited. Varam the White is a, is a dwarf. This is a 12-foot tall... Shit. Okay, humanoid male of some sort. I, as, also, I don't know if Varam really rocks a toga or not. It's purple. It was purple. It's his yeah. favorite color. It's <laughs> For someone named The White, I don't think purple's his favorite color. <laughs> but he's part of the dragon cult, and purple is their color. He was, la- as you guys discussed in... Uh, uh, well, no, you guys... He was last seen in purple robes at the at the settlement near Borskir Bridge, so... I don't know. It just seems to me like the room is a trap. Like, it looks pretty, but something's not right. Okay, uh, well, our options are go back and go down that other little hallway or go through one of the doors in this room. Uh, there's also another option. There's of a dusty the little, room. The little thing that we found off to the side as well with like the rope or whatever to get down in, like the dumbwaiter. Right. That yep. we passed on last episode. Also true. Yes. I think we can all agree we probably don't care about this treasure so no trap there yes or maybe we just need to like not touch anything yeah yeah it's like a cave of wonders situation all right yeah let's let's go in and let's just like not touch anything okay you all cautiously begin to walk into the room and as you step a few feet in the room is about 30 feet in front of you and 50 feet wide The throne sits directly in the center on the wall facing you. At the back? Yeah, at the back of the room. As you step slowly into the room, you hear a voice come from the humanoid. And it says in a soothing and magnificent voice, Ye who seek Diderius's insight must first furnish tribute that Diderius might work his mighty magic. Lay such tribute at my feet, or depart. 
Well, I mean, we gotta lay a tribute down or we gotta get out. Those are their two options. Yeah. And we're all about being humble and, mm -hmm. like, uh, reverent in this temple, so what do we got this good? Uh, I just looked at my treasure list on my character sheet. It's all disappeared. But for sure we, like, had some money or whatever. Oh, yeah, so. we had a bunch of gold and whatnot. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know the um, exchange rate on <laughs> uh, gold coins to tribute, but Nulara probably does. So <laughs> she puts... She opens her little little satchel and puts some money down. Based on what you kind of see already at his feet, there are things of higher value, and but there are a lot of things of very low value as well. Um, Thea goes forward and places a handful of precious stones that she has. Uh, yeah, I go up and put down some gold, gold coins. Uh, I, I take off my deerskin hat and lay that at its feet as well. As each of you step forward and lay your tribute, he speaks forth to each of you and says, You shall pass. Sweet. And again, writes his position and just looks at the wall on the other side. All right. It's okay. just an automaton, you guys. Is <laughs> he a robot? Uh, so big door, Especially like door. a motion sensor light. <laughs> totally, totally, a really cool one. If you turn, if you were to turn around in the room, there are the double. There's the double door that you walked in, and then to your left, as you're looking at that wall, there are another set of double doors and another single door on the west side of the wall. So as you were walking in, it would have been to your left. Well, I think I like the beast on the east beach least. So I think we should go <laughs> to... All right, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> uh... Shout out to Dr. Seuss. I think we should go through the double doors. I think we should go through the double doors. It just feels like a natural flow, like a progression through. Agreed. The double doors seem more imposing and more like the ones this guy would be guarding. Sure. Sweet. Do we? Is there anything like specifically different about this door or is it just another set of double doors? It looks very much the same as the other set. Not bulging outward as there's zero, zero bulging happening at these doors. I walk to the door like reverently, like, you know, like we have just been bestowed the right to enter and I take that seriously. So you open the double doors after having paid your tribute and you swing them open and step into what looks to be an old library or study. The walls are lined with empty, dusty shelves and tables. Any scrolls or tomes that were in here appear to be long gone. And on the uh, right side of the room, um, there is a door cracked slightly ajar. I make an investigation check. Nine. So it's just a dusty library. Uh, it appears, yeah. We, we move ahead cautiously. I motion toward the door because I feel like we shouldn't be talking in the library. <laughs> From my yeah. days as a scribe. <laughs> That's a good call. You step in through the door, disturbing the dust and cobwebs as you walk through, and you feel a chill come over you when all of a sudden you see materialized directly in front of you the gnarled, angry face of a female ghost 
rushing towards you, ranting and yelling, saying, Ah, what are you doing here? Come to steal my master's scrolls? Have you? Oh, you won't get far with them. Fuck. (laughs) I drop my head and hold my arms up like I'm holding a lantern. What What are you doing? I'm not that smart. Uh... Because the first thing I did was did you uh, roll for initiative? Flame tongue. <laughs> I got scared. I pulled out my sword. As you pull out flame tongue, she disappears and reappears behind you, Uh-oh. saying, "Who are you and why are you here?" We're looking for a dwarf. Come to rob us, have you? Nope. The- Thea stands up because she feels <laughs> I stupid. Her. Stupid being down there. No, Russ was just taking a sip of beer. <laughs> he's got more old lady ghost voice in him. <laughs> um, I I stand up because obviously what Flint and I are doing is not working um, and I say we are here to find Varam the White I don't know Varam the White you have come to steal my master's scrolls and his books how could we get back here if we were having any ill also what scrolls and books there is no scrolls and books that's true this place is empty Somebody already stole him, dude. You did a bad job. She disappears. <laughs> You're fired. You have done terrible. Go shade. <laughs> she disappears and reappears in front of each of the shelves one at a time. And then on the final shelf, you see her slump to the floor and she begins to sob. Oh. Aww. You broke her, Carla. <laughs> And she breaks down in a fit of misery and says, You're right. I did not do good. I did not keep track of his things. Oh my god, it's Moaning Myrtle. Totally. It's a Harry Potter episode. Very excited. Why did you come here just to make fun of me? (laughs) Gosh, no. We have the worst motivation. I know. What scrolls were you protecting? My master's scrolls, Diderius, his passion for powerful divination magic. He he knew how to work the world and how to see things, and everything was in his books. But I was banished, and and then after he died, I I came back to try and keep things around. But I I passed as well, and. And people came and stole things, and I just, I just don't know what I'm doing anymore. Oh, my Thea's heart is breaking for this, for this poor ghost. Oh, there, there. I'm sure. The classic. <laughs> I'm sure you were a loyal subject and worked very hard to protect your master's books and scrolls. She disappears and reappears, screaming in your face, I did! I did do that! But then shrinks back and says, but I failed! What if we could get some back for you? You you could... making promises we are not sure we can keep. I said, what if? (laughs) Oh. Do you want to make a religion check there, Flint? Sure. Uh, 15. You get the sense that if you were to bring something back to this room, that her sojourn here may be ended and she may be able to leave this area. She says, you, if you could, you would bring some books back? Something back? 
if we can find the books, we'll gladly bring them back for you. Oh, that would be, that would be, oh, that would be so, so nice. I wouldn't, wouldn't be such a failure as, as you pointed out, but <laughs> what, oh, what, what are you, what are you doing here? Is there, how can I help you? Ooh, it's a tit for tat situation. I like this. Have you seen uh, a dwarf come by in purple robes? Maybe how long ago was it? Two, three days? Are we? We're just a couple days behind him, right? You're four weeks behind. Him. Oh, four, yeah, a couple weeks. Four, four weeks ago, about. Um, dwarf? No, no dwarf except the one right here. Is he who you're looking for? Um, no. <laughs> uh, um, no, definitely okay. not. <laughs> Thought this was an easy one. No, it's. <laughs> No dwarfs, just just the serpents. The serpents live live here too. They they are not nice. Whoa, 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 whoa. What what serpents? Oh, you haven't you haven't seen any serpents? Well, that's probably good. But they're they're in in they moved in throughout the years. They dwell in the innermost parts of Diderius's complex, and they they live here. <laughs> but I have not seen any dwarfs. How big are these serpents? They're your size. Some are bigger, some are smaller. When you say serpent, do you mean that literally? <laughs> I think they call them the Yonti. You guys want to make... Uh, you know who the Yonti are. The Yonti are a race of serpent beings um, who long ago in the history of the world were very high up humanoids who had a lot of money and a lot of things. And they, they invested that money in trying to better themselves and better their bodies, better their minds, better their souls. Um, and they found dark magic that going through a process of transformation, transformed them into more snake-like beings known as the Yonti. So they're very magical, very powerful beings in order to grow their masses, they capture people and they capture humanoids and they transform them into more Yonti. But they they live here. Is there a shrine to Mistral or anything in this area? Mistral. Oh, you got through the door over there. Oh, good. Did you did you do the thing with the hands and the, the head down? Yeah, that's what I was doing when you showed up. Didn't you recognize it? Yeah, I did. I saw that, and I was like, why are you doing that in here? That's the other room. Yeah, (laughs) if you didn't do that in the other room, well, I mean, you would have got attacked real bad. Oh. Oh, so see, we weren't just being dum-dums. We did a good thing back there, guys, and I go for a high five. Yeah, they would. I accept that high five. Yeah, those mummies would have torn you apart. It wouldn't have been very good for you. Hmm. Hey, what's your name? Uh, my, my, nobody's asked me my name in a long time. My name is Ilda. Nice to meet you, Ilda. We're going to try and find some books for you. Thank you. I'm feeling very guilty. (laughs) You made her cry, so. I did make her cry a lot, and it made me very uncomfortable. Human emotion does that too, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. (laughs) Live alone in the woods for the most part. It's hard. Where, so you guys have just been here. Have you seen the, the pool yet? The divination pool? No. You haven't been Does that, that have far. anything to do with the well? Well, I mean, it's what the Yonti have been using. Diderius used it to um, to see revelations into the future. Um, the well, yeah. Well, kinda. Kinda, yeah. The well, you have to fill up the bucket. 
and pour it into the trough, if I remember correctly, and then pull the lever, and then it goes into another room that fills up the divination pool. Now, would only a few buckets do this, or are we talking like we need to have like a lot more buckets? Oh, a couple buckets, you'd probably be fine. Ooh. But, Where's that pool? Well, it's in one of the rooms. It's like right next door. Like you, you come out a, into the. There was a collapsed uh, hallway oh. that we couldn't get through. Oh, that'd probably be where it is. I mean, there is another way. You got to go deeper into the tunnels to get there. But I mean, you could get there and see. But um, so I just warn you that the pool, if you if you're not careful, it can drive you insane. Oh, good like morning. It gives you. If you if you don't ask it a specific question, it deals with with it deals with like the physical and metaphysical concerns. And it's originally, let me tell you this. Diderius set it up so that, you know, you only had to do like a small sacrifice, something of like of like your own like a your, finger. Yeah, like well, a, not even quite hair. that bad. You just had to offer something. But since those Yonti have been around, I would figure they're, they're kind of gross in what they do with sacrifices and stuff. So, um, yeah, if you look in there, I mean, you could probably figure out anything you want to know, but you got to you gotta really want it. <laughs> <laughs> you got you to gotta just have more heart than the other team. That's all. Yeah. yeah. You got to give 110%. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a dark room if you go in there. But, you know, it it might help you. Who knows? All right. Go find a book. Thank you. <laughs> Run along thank, now, children. Thank you, Ilda. Thank you. Well, Ilda has been very helpful. Yes. Only because she pointed out we didn't die somewhere. We probably almost did. So that's always good to know. I like knowing when we nearly escaped death. Yeah, me too. Uh, do we want to go through this door in this room or? Well, we have to go deeper in to find the the pool. So, yes. I'm cool with it. Uh, so, sorry, you're going into the sure. door in this room? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you okay. said there was a door in yep. there. You pass through and you say your goodbyes to Ilda and say you'll be back soon. She seems very excited about that. <laughs> um, and you go to the door that is cl- cracked slightly ajar and it opens into a dusty cobweb 10-foot hallway that leads back into the room with the tapestries and the double doors. Oh. Huh. So back to the throne room, probably? Like, yeah. unless we want to go back in the tapestry room. But there was another door in that throne room, right? You guys enter back into the throne room and the the humanoid male uh, turns to look at you, but then recognizes I you give him a little wave. and looks back at the wall there. You enter to your left the, the smaller single door um, and you go down a set of stairs. What order are we going in here? I'm last. <laughs> didn't work out well for you last time. It didn't, but that's because I roll uh, shitty. I'll, I'm pretty hurt. I'll, so I'll if you don't mind again. going first, that'd be great. You, Flint, go down these stairs and you step into a room and immediately you see five bearded devils seated at a long marble table. They're muscular and dressed in gray and brown loincloths and armor on their shins and forearms bearing insignias of the Cult of the Dragon, which is, of course, you remember, a flame with eyes burning above a dragon's claw. Y'all remember that? Yep, I, remember I that. totally remember that. Oh, yeah. This is not the first time. 
You I've heard about that. You step onto one of the lower stairs and they turn to acknowledge your entrance, but seem nonplussed and turn back towards another door on the south wall with a backwards question mark and the word danger following it written in chalk on the door that has been spiked shut. Danger? What you do. So they don't care that we're there? They look towards you, but uh, they don't make any movement towards you, and they look back towards the door with danger written on it. Part of me wants to murder them anyway because they are dressed, and they have the insignia of the Cults of the Dragon. Also, I'll give you the rest of the room here. You see two long tables of plain stone that are standing at the south end of this, what you might think of as a dining hall. While the long marble table stands to the north, there are three doors, one to the north, the east, and south. The east is where you came from. Um, remember that last time when we saw the door that had writing above it that said safe? Looks like the same mm -hmm. kind of writing. Can anyone jog my memory? Was it safe? Uh, yes, that was the room with the well and the right, pump in it. Right, right. I'm inclined to believe that this is a dangerous door. Also, it, it seems like if they're actively watching the danger door, <laughs> it's like they're waiting for something dangerous to come out of it. So maybe not a great door for us to go into. And they don't care about us, which seems like a bad sign. Also, what's a bearded devil? Is that like a giant lizard man? The bearded devils are kind of uh, a purple... No, no, not that. Oh my god, that. that's terrifying. Bearded devils are, have purple oh, skin. They're terrifying. very muscular. They have long claws that come out of their hands and toes. They have what appears to be kind of serpent-like um, barbs that Ooh. come out of their face. And yeah, they're wearing only brown and tan loincloths and armor on their forearms and legs. And he each is of them not a sexy beast. is uh, is carrying a glaive. So bearded devils, not handsome devils, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, are they intelligent creatures? Are they? Uh, yeah, most devils are. Yeah. Yeah, Amy. <laughs> I, guys, I'm so fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, because we all knew. Right? Devils are smart, right? I don't know how I get through my day without someone telling me. You know that there are different levels of devils. Some are higher. Different devil levels? Different devil levels. Some are higher, you know, higher intelligence, and they kind of rule the the. Okay, so hellscapes. they're just like people, but they're, they're smart people. Yeah, they're dumb so people. they take they take direction real well. Okay, they take direction okay. real well. Oh, so they're sitting. So they and were watching told to sit and watch that door. To. Okay. Uh. All right, RP time. Go. Can. Oh, unless uh, you have an actual question, that's fine. <laughs> no, no, no. I was gonna say um, that we. Because um, we're basically just in the doorway of this room, right? Yeah, you're kind of mm -hmm. all like stacked on top of each other at the at the stairs, <laughs> <Again>. like <laughs> Flint, Nulara, Thea. Right? Mm -hmm. Is there a door, or is it just like a doorway at the bottom of the stairs? Just an open, room? yeah, an open doorway. There's no door. 
Okay, well, I'm going to, like, go partway back up the stairs and, like, gesture my friends to follow me. Because I know those people don't care about us, but it still seems weird to be like, hey, should we kill them? So we're partway up the stairs. Guys, what do we do here? I mean, whatever is in that door is definitely bad. Right? Yeah, it does, doesn't seem like it would be good. But those are called to the dragon. Guys, should we kill them? Should we try to talk to them and find out what up? Like, what should we do? I feel like this is the first time that we've been on the right track since we've gotten here. Like, I feel yeah, like these are the only. Yeah, they're the only thing that has actually been connected to the Cult of the Dragon since we got into this place. Um, I think maybe at the very least we talk to them at the very funnest we kill them. I mean, yeah, we can try our, our favorite trick where we say we're going to save one to question and then kill him. I do like that. It doesn't seem like they're <laughs> moving. So maybe we can try to talk to them first. Yeah. And then if they pull a, you know, pull a move on us. No, wait, they're not handsome devils. So not sexy moves. <laughs> I This sounds like it's going to plan as we're going to come up with. Sure. Okay, let's do this. Flint, you go first. All right. Uh, I guess we just kind of, you know, we don't like run up to them or anything. We don't show any sort of real aggression. We just walk in and and maybe just like say like, uh, uh, what are you looking at, guys? They turn to look at you and one of them speaks up and says, uh, uh, danger, danger. Uh, we, we're watching danger. What's dangerous? And... What are you expecting to see with danger? Uh, well, uh, we were, you know, told to sit here and wait by our master, and, uh, if anything comes through that door, we kill it. And who's your master? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Varam? No, I believe we're unfamiliar with him. Is he, is he a cool master? Well, I mean, he's been gone for a little while while we wait here looking at danger, but, uh... Yeah, I mean, he's good. How how long have you been looking at danger? It seems like forever. Oh. And then another one speaks up. At least we're not back at home down in hell. He's like, yeah, yeah, we could be worse. <sighs> um, Yeah, but yeah, we're just stay here. And, um, you know, there's uh, he told us that we should stay here because there's danger over there. And there's great treasure over there, too, but we have to stop the things that might come out of it if they come out. Did he tell you what might come out? No, I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that. Why not? Because I don't know. Oh, okay. Did Varam go through that door? I, I I can't tell you that. Because you don't know? No, I know where Varam went. I can't tell you if he went through that door or that door or that door. And he's pointing around the room to each of the doors. Did he emphasize one of the doors differently when he pointed to it? <laughs> Make a that perception check. That door? Well, hey, guys, I 12. rolled in the double digits. <gasps> Whoa! Yeah, it was only a 10, so it was like barely double digits. <laughs> but damn it. Plus your bonus. It's my perception bonus. Oh, plus eight. That's a fucking 18. Uh, yeah, you... I had 24. Whew. I'm perceiving Whoa. the hell out of these. Jesus Christ. Naked men. You, uh, you watch Creeper. as he's saying that door and that door <laughs> and that door, and he points at them equal amount of time. There is no lingering on any one door or any inflection change in his voice. Um, I, I look at them. I'm going to attempt to um, to persuade them. 
I don't have advantage of that or anything. No, that's, that's for, you can still make a check. Yeah. And I, and I say to them, well, I guess I'll roll first. So that's a, oh, that was a 19. I took 21. Oh. I say, uh, wow, you guys have been sitting here for a really long time. Uh, has it, you know, have you been like lonely or hungry? It seems like a really tough job. No, we're, we're good. What do you do to pass the time? We stare at danger. And you don't eat? No. Hmm. Are you being, like, handsomely rewarded for your good work here? Yeah, yeah, we're we're good. Don't worry about us. I mean, if... Yeah, we're good. Oh. I pull out my bag of, like, jewels and gold. I set them out on the table. And I say, we really would love to know where your master went. And you see him kind of look at that. And look to his buddies as well, and they kind of mumble under their breaths to each other, and they say. And he turns back, he says, how much in the sack? <laughs> now, what kind of offer was this? <laughs> <laughs> Golden jewels. I take out 100 silver pieces, and I put them in a stack in front of me. And I say, your master's been gone a long time. He looks at it, and he's like, yeah, silver, you gotta you gotta up your price there. How about I up it for each bit of information you give me? Mm, I can get more than that in a day. Not if you don't leave. Oh, we'll leave. After danger. You know, I heard something. I heard there wasn't even any danger back there. Okay, what else you got? <laughs> <laughs> I put five precious, really sparkly stones mm. next to the silver pieces. Says, okay, what do you want to know? And he scoops up all your money and precious stones and passes them down to his buddy. Where was Varam going? Oh, he's going down somewhere else. Don't worry about it. He'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about it. I want to punch this guy in the fucking face. I literally... We might kill these guys just so that Thea can get her I'm shit back. I'm getting really irritated with them. I want to. I kind of want to kill them. I, I look at. I look at them and I'm and I say, "Where over there?" Please. Okay, okay. Look, you got a lot of questions, lady. Look, we've been here. We fought, you know, like crazy undead things. We fought them. We killed them. We're good. Beyond that door, some of our buddies died. We stay here. We watch danger. Boss goes the other way. Which other way? Hmm. Just the other, the other door. Which one? He points to the north door. Okay. You guys got that? The north door? Okay. South door has danger scrawled on it, so he's pointing <laughs> behind himself. Okay. Well, I just went to, I don't know if like, it was a vague pointing. Yep. No, Apparently he, there are many doors in this room. Well, there's the one After, you came down, door with danger, and the, uh, and the door he just pointed to. Once Varam went through that door, mm-hmm. where did he go? To beyond the door. To where? What's on the other side of the door? Oh, no. I turn toward Nular and um, Flint and I say, I don't think these guys are high up enough in the ranks for Varam to trust them with the information of the plan. Nope, nope, we're not. God damn it. (laughs) Fuck. I'm trying really hard. We are working for the cult. We have orders from our boss, bigger boss than Varam, Lord Zariel, Archduchess of Avernus, who wants Tiamat out of the Nine Hells. We were told to come here and do as Varam says, 
Bram told us to sit and watch danger. Bram goes that way. Talk about your exposition dumps. Mm-hmm. And all the other guys like go. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did he say? God, you guys, I don't think we have to kill them. You going through danger door or you going through Varam door? Where you go? You go through danger door. That's danger. We will be going through Varam door. Thank you very much. What's your name so I can pass on that you guys were so helpful? Gord. Thanks, Gord. <laughs> Gord? <laughs> Please tell me it's spelled like the small, like, Kirkurbit. G-O-U-R-D. Like, G-O-U-R-D. Yeah. Nice. Gord. All right. Decorative gourd season, just, motherfucker. Fuck yeah. Tell me one of you is like a colorful corn. What? Never mind. Thank you for your help. <laughs> yeah, it's Autumn. He's a he's a decorative gourd. Mm-hmm. They go back to watching da- Danger Door. So you guys want to kill these dudes? Or no. I whisper very quietly <laughs> and they say, not hey, here. we're still here. <laughs> I whisper. Yeah, I know. I don't think we need to. Fine. Uh, this is some interesting information, my friends, that this duchess wants Tiamat out of the nine hells. That's how bad of a dragon he is. She is. They don't she, want him in hell anymore. She, she queen of the dragons. Right. Right. Are we going through that door? Are we going to just hang out here and have a long rest with these hombres? Or? Can we have a short rest with these hombres? Uh, they don't appear to be making any move towards you, so you can do whatever you please in this room. Tia pulls out some snacks. Hey, hey, it's me, your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. Not whispering today, not up as late during this part. Thank you for joining us for episode 24 of Dungeons & Dragons, titled Into the Tomb of Diderius, part two. Another way you can also support us is by visiting and joining our Patreon community at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. For as little as $1 a month, you can have access to all the other bonus content that we release on Patreon, which includes the Dungeon Side Scroller episodes right now DM'd by Tom. And once I get ahead of the game again on editing, it will include early releases of the main feed episodes, which I'm trying to get you some extra stuff. It's, I got a job now. It's crazy, right? If you don't mind, just check out the page. Link is in the description, and you can see some of the great rewards we have, including naming an NPC on the show, show dedications, and holiday cards coming out soon. So if you want to be part of that, sign up today, because we'll be sending those out very soon. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. If you happen to be telling your friends and family about us, thank you very much. Word of mouth is the best way to get the word of the show out, especially if you like what we're doing. All the links are found on our website at dumbdragons.com, where you can get our iTunes, our Stitcher, our TuneIn, you name it, it's up there. You can even listen to the show on the website. Or you can send them over to our Facebook or Twitter page. Twitter, you can follow us at DumbDragonCast. On Facebook, we're at Facebook.com slash DumbDragonPodcast. Or you can also send us an email to DumbDragonPodcast at gmail.com. The next episode you'll be getting will be a special Halloween episode next week on October 31st. As if things weren't scary enough, right? And then we're going to be back into Diderius's tomb, regularly scheduled November 8th. We really can't wait for you to hear everything that's coming up. It's going to be a ton of spooky fun. Let's get back in there, though. See what Flint, Thea, and Nulara are up to next. Bye! You guys set up shop at a, at a table in there and, you know, make small talk with the devils if you want to. I pull out some snacks, you know, yeah. we make a thing of it. Yeah, sure. Um, 
You don't get any extra information out of them based on that, but you get all your hit points and all your spell slots and all your hit dice back. Um, and then, uh, then what you what you gonna do? You gonna head through that door? Let's head through that motherfucking door. The danger door, right? Nope. Just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I could catch you. You guys pack up your stuff and you head through the door, which the devils told you Varam left through. You open into a hallway that takes a sharp left. You follow the hallway, and it ends at another door, about 30 feet down. Flint, would you mind getting the door, buddy? Oh, sure, yeah, no problem. Thanks. You're so big and strong. I wish you were my guy. <laughs> Thus starts a budding relationship between Thea and Flint. I feel real full of myself as I open up this door. <laughs> you open the door, and it enters into a long gallery that holds a pool, a dry pool that, based on the descriptions you got from Ilda, could be assumed is the source of Diderius's power. Around the room, you see broken arrows, bloodstains, and a dead cultist strewn across the floor of the chamber. I'm sorry, he is strewn? Like parts of him? All of these things are strewn. Oh, okay. There is a Jesus dead cultist Christ. and everything else is strewn. And was it like broken arrows or DVD copies of the movie Broken Arrow? <laughs> Both would be pretty awesome. But it is broken arrows as shot. Okay. Yeah. Do they look to be fairly uniform like they were potentially shot out from a wall? Good question. Investigation check. Seven, eight, nine. That's only a nine. Uh, they don't appear to be shot from a wall. Okay. Is this just a generic cultist? Uh, yeah, he looks we like you're... just walk in, it's Varam. Like, yeah. god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mission accomplished, I guess, but... It appears to be your run-of-the-mill regular cultist in just kind of the lower-level cultist robes that you have seen in your dealings with them previously. Now, remember Ilda said something about sacrifices? Oh, mm. yes. Very smart. Very smart. Could could be that. Here's the thing about the divination pool, my friends. We're terrible at asking important questions. So even if this was full, what would we possibly ask it? Just putting that out there. How do we destroy... No, you raise a valid point. How do we destroy the cult of the dragon? <laughs> anyway, it's all... It's I mean, that's all, a good uh, question. <laughs> it is a good question. But it's all, it just doesn't matter, right? It's yeah, it's, it's a moot point. But we could have someone hustle back to the water room and fill that bad boy up. We could. Are we willing to make the sacrifice that it's going to need in order to actually make it work? You mean as in splitting the party or an actual sacrifice? Oh, no, like an actual sacrifice. Because <laughs> we've been very reticent to do the other. It's true. Indeed. Which I think it might be important for us to branch off and do things. But if once we get this pool filled up, I mean, this guy looks like he lost his life. What are we going to sacrifice? Maybe we could convince one of the devils to come in the room with us. <laughs> yes, help, help. We found Varam. You're so big and strong. You can help us carry him. Ah, and then just <laughs> murder him. Throw him in the pool. <laughs> which is as close to a river as we can get it's right as now. as close to a river so. as possible. Um, okay. <laughs> Is there any uh, other doors or anything in this room? Oh, probably. 
<laughs> Russ is zoned out completely. He's like just, reading a novel. I was just letting you guys chat. It's good. Um, it, doors in the room. Yes, there. To as you enter the room to your left, which is the south, you see a large set of double doors that has been broken in by rubble. Hmm. Is that familiar to anyone? You mm, see. Yep. To your right, which is the north, you see another large set of closed double doors. No rubble. Visible. Who would like to go fill up the pool? I mean, I'll go do it. That's fine with me. Can we just go, like, peek down this other door before we... Might be good. Oh, that might be a good idea. Just in case there's, like, undead things waiting, and then as soon as Flint leaves... It might help us with our mental map of the area. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't mind taking a look. Sorry if it gets us killed. Uh, so sorry, you're looking in advance. You're investigating things so, in this room or you're going through the other doors? The other doors. Just We're going to take a look, take a look in a book. Reading Rainbow. Uh, okay. So you guys uh, step over the, the strewn about decaying matter, I guess could be best described. You step through these doors, slowly swinging open the double doors from the divination pool room and you enter a 20 foot high chamber lit by braziers a massive stone sarcophagus sits atop a stepped stone dais at the center the walls are decorated with life-size frescoes showing the lost gods of Netheril and Enoria You get the feeling as you enter this room that it would be disrespectful to disturb anything here. That just kind of washes over you and everything in this room should remain as it is. I think this is Tidarius's tomb. Is there, um, is this a dead end? Just chamber? Is there doors? You don't see any other doors in this room. I, I back out of the room respectfully. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Got my hit points back. I don't want to fight a god just because I got my hit points back. It's not what hit points are about. <laughs> okay, I'm just trying to think. Like, where do we go from here? Um, Yeah, I mean, we could go fill up the water. Kill a devil. Kill a devil. Go back out. And then ask a question. Yeah. Get an answer, go mad, get eaten by a snake man. Right, there's still snake men around. I'm not seeing good choices. I don't, yeah, none of these sound great. Let's fill up the pool, let's, let's, like, let's choose a path. Agreed. Like, I don't care so much about the divination pool, but Thea, that seems like something you would like to do. Do you want us to do that? Well, it is kind of on my bucket list. I mean, divination is a really... (laughs) It's it's a, it's kind of it's a, it's a mystically uncharted type of territory. Not everyone can do it. It's not part of the magic that that most people have. So, you know, yes, I'm curious. Will it get us killed? Maybe. Um, but it might be our best best way of finding Varam. Let's do it then. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I'm gonna make my way back to the uh, the well room there, Russ. Okay. Uh, you head back through the path that you took to get here. And you pass through the dining hall and the 
bearded devils look kind of anxiously towards you, but then look back towards the danger as they see it's just you. Back through the throne room, and the stone golem looks to you and looks back. Back up through the hallway where the... Carefully watching the trap plate. I'll give you that. Yeah. And I do my little lantern pose as I get through that other room. Sure, yeah. Back up the hallway and through the room where you fought the tiled chimera, where the tiles still lay broken on the floor. You enter into the well chamber, and there are three trolls standing, eating what looks to be a large hooved creature in the well room. Back in the divination pool, Thea and Nulara are waiting to see if the water comes through anywhere into the pool. You hear the sound of grinding stone and footsteps enter the tomb chamber. As you look to the open door, you see three serpent creatures standing staring at you as they enter the divination pool. Music in today's episode was by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. And I quote, But I promise to stop being pointedly tricksy if you guys stop metagaming the fact that Russ <laughs> is going to make wherever we go the trap, end quote. <laughs> I'm not being pointedly tricksy. End this quote. Is, I will take a picture of what happened, what you have to do in order to find all this stuff, but not before you go through it. Man. I didn't I didn't even make this part up. This is all given to me by those sweet guys at Wizards of the Coast. God damn it. Oh, thanks, dudes. Hashtag Watsy staff. <laughs> Humility proffered in the manner of mystical shelters. Come again? I will read the rest of the sentence because I stopped before it's <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I don't get it. Rewind. <laughs> Cut, of a sentence <laughs> From the top. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This is routine update log number six for Dr. Edison Tucker concerning my research into the town of Jerusalem, Oregon, and the existence of the supernatural, paranormal, mythological, etc., etc., blah, blah, blah. Anyway, since arriving, I've definitely encountered some stuff that could be classified under weird ass. I mean, where else does putting lamb's blood on people's doorways actually work as pest control? And nobody in town will talk to me about the picnic area near Lincoln's farm. Although, could be because everybody thinks I'm one of those monster hunting idiots. Which I'm not, okay? I am an experienced professional who takes my work extremely seriously, and I am going to prove this if it's the last thing I ever- oh, Dr. Tucker, what have I told you about keeping staples in the fridge? <sighs> Although, to be honest, I think the biggest mystery on my hands is how I'm going to survive living with Lucille Kensington, stuck-up extraordinaire. So- if you guys don't hear from me again, it wasn't something in the woods that got me. Probably. Where the Stars Fell. Available now wherever podcasts are found.